you wake up on this bright and early Wednesday morning to the news that Carlos Correa has switched his decision from signing with the San Francisco Giants to the bleeping New York Mets. And guys, if it wasn't evident enough, Houston, we have a problem. I'm going to get into the two issues that I'm seeing across the MLB right now with owners spending their money, also maybe not spending their money. Also, the Nationals free agent target Brandon Drury has found a home with the Nationals. And guys, what is this rebuild? We're going to get into all of that and more right after this. You are Locked On Nationals. Your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and I have taken my passion for the Nationals Baseball Club here in Washington, D.C. I've taken it in a podcast form with the Locked On Podcast Network, and I am enjoying this thoroughly besides the New York Mets. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, take a seat. Let's talk about this. You woke up bright and early this morning to the news that Carlos Correa has switched his decision from signing with the San Francisco Giants to the New York Mets. And guys, I was talking about this last week as far as a salary cap goes. And it is more evident than ever that the Major League Baseball Association has an issue, and that issue is the fact that we don't have a salary cap. But here, I'll start by saying this. I can acknowledge the fact that, yes, not only do we have a spending issue as far as no salary cap goes, as far as owners like the Steinbrenner, Steve Cohen with the Mets, all these guys that just spend their money freely. And how how nice must that be? How enjoyable should that be knowing that you go into an offseason every single year and you know you have the capabilities, you have the finances to spend freely. And that is an issue. And why is that an issue? Because there's also another fold of this issue to where it's just as big of a deal as it is with owners spending their money freely. And that other issue is teams that don't spend their money, like the Oakland Athletics, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Orioles, the Reds, the Royals, all these teams, the Washington Nationals, your Washington Nationals, my Washington Nationals, our Washington Nationals. Teams aren't spending the money. And so I could sit up here and talk about a salary cap as much as I want. But there is something as important as that, and that is a salary floor. What does that look like? I don't know. But there needs to be some sort of floor 
that the MLB can put in fold and have it be like, hey, you have to spend blank amount of money in order to field a team. That's just what it is. What would that look like? What should that look like? I don't know. But there is not enough teams spending right now, and there are a few teams at the top that are just, in my opinion, unfairly spending their money. And here's why I feel like spending more money is more of an issue than not spending your money. We've seen over time with Steve Cohen, there was a big argument amongst MLB Twitter when people were like, oh, well, Steve Cohen, he's worth $26 billion, and he's now going to be buying a baseball team in New York City, and he doesn't have a care in the world about just lighting that money up and pouring some gasoline on it because he is spending every single dollar that he possibly can. Kudos to him. If I was him, if I was an owner, I'd want to spend my money as well. But then again, this issue is twofolded. A, you have the top of the market, like I was saying, Steve Cohen, Hal Steinbrenner, all those big budget teams. Because look at this. The gap right now between first and second as far as MLB payrolls go, and this was updated by SpotTrack earlier today, Right now, the New York Mets sit at a $502 million payroll for this upcoming season, and they aren't done yet. Second, the New York Yankees at $310 million. Guys, this is going to be a $200 million differential when it's all said and done because the Mets still have their hand in on Michael Conforto. They're still going to be adding another reliever. And God knows who they could be adding. Maybe they trade for someone. And oh, also, they have the number one prospect in baseball with Francisco Alvarez, who will be coming up to join them probably in May. We have a problem. This is a problem. The fact that the first team in payroll has a difference of $200 million From the New York Yankees who sit second. That is an issue. And people can talk about how, well, I think teams should be able to spend their money as well. That's just as big of an issue. And I agree. I totally agree with you. Except I will say, I don't think it's as big of an issue as what we have sitting at the top right now. Because that $200 million difference, well, Your Washington Nationals right now have a payroll of about $115 million. Think about that. $115 million. The Washington Nationals, one of the richest ownership groups in all of baseball. They're in this conversation for teams at the bottom who don't spend their money as we sit 24th in all of baseball right now in payrolls for the 2023 season. Look at teams like New York Yankees as well, the San Diego Padres, the Phillies, all those teams, they spend their money wisely. They do it, they sign great players, and they're aggressive in the market. Yes, the New York Mets are as well. But you're telling me that everyone is just not going to bat an eye that there is a $200 million difference when it comes to the New York Mets and the New York Yankees who sit at the top of MLB payrolls for this upcoming season. 
That's not right. Something needs to happen. Something needs to change. The MLB, it's far. I, I talked about this last week. I'm still at a loss of words that even the threat of the New York Mets signing Carlos Correa to that massive contract that they did today was enough for me to go off on my little tangent, on my little hissy fit, that the MLB needs to establish a salary cap. Now, we sit here today, December 21st, 2022. The New York Mets have signed Carlos Correa. And they made him a mammoth offer, and he won't even be playing his normal shortstop position. He will be moving over to third base, play alongside Francisco Lindor, play alongside Jeff McNeil and Pete Alonzo in that all-star packed infield that, I mean, they have an all-star lineup right now. And that's just not fair in my book because you're looking at this. You got Brandon Nimmo, Francisco Lindor, Carlos Correa, Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, Starling Marte, Daniel Vogelbach, Brett Beatty, Francisco Alvarez, Mark Canna. And they're going to be having Francisco Alvarez, as I mentioned, for their DH position. He will be the starting catcher come May. And he rakes. They are going to have an all-star lineup that they have just simply bought at this point. And that is an issue. We cannot allow teams like this because... If you haven't been able to see the road ahead, I can tell you right now. Steve Cohen and the New York Mets will have their hand in on every big-time free agent that becomes available. And if that is not evident to you, I don't know what is. And I'll balance the stool here a little bit. Yes, teams like the Nationals, the Pirates, the Orioles, the A's, the, the Rays, They need to spend more as well. And I'm not going to be leaving them without telling them that as well. Because it's evident. We have a problem. The balance. There needs to be some sort of balance in baseball when it comes to this. And yes, I know the players' unions, the owners don't want a floor. The players' union, they don't want a salary cap because they want their teams to spend money. But as we see right now, The main issue that we have come away with right now is that Carlos Correa would have never signed with the Oakland A's, even if they offered the same amount of money as the New York Mets, or even a little more. Because one, they simply can't afford it. And two, who would go to the Oakland A's over the New York Mets at this point? And you could have said the same a few years ago. Who would have gone to the New York Mets over the Oakland A's at that point? The answer is, who knows? But we sit here today, and the MLB needs to find a way to balance this out and to make this a fair game. Because at the end of the day, it's a game. And there needs to be some fairness in this. And to me, not having a salary floor or a salary cap is malpractice, at the least. And just sitting here, thinking about it, stewing over it as I am. Yes, I'm a Washington Nationals fan. Yes, I am bitter about how this has all turned out, how this has transpired. But it's evident. We have a spending issue both ways. Teams don't spend their money. 
and some teams spend their money to a max. As you want to know what the New York Mets have given out over the last two years? It's evident, and it's something to even think about, to even consider, to even try to talk about this is just sad. They have spent $1.6 billion, the New York Mets, over the last three offseasons. And guys, they aren't done yet. And you know who sits second at that list? The New York Yankees, who hover around $850 million. That is almost double, yet again, what the New York Yankees are spending, who sit in second over the last three offseasons. So if you don't see it now, you're going to see it coming. Because come next offseason, guess what? The New York Mets, they're going to be in on all of these free agents just like they have been the last few offseasons. And they're only going to get better. And now, after we thought about the Los Angeles Dodgers and how they used to be the team that's spending all their money, no, 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 no. Welcome to the club, billionaire Steve Cohen. Because this is the guy you're going to be watching out for, and it's not going to be fun. And I'm not going to enjoy this, and you probably won't either. But now I want to get into some Nationals content as a third baseman that I was targeting throughout this entire offseason who should have been at least in consideration for the Nationals signed with another team for a pretty cheap deal. I'm going to get into that. After I tell you guys about my friends at BetOnline, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every pro and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and, of course, the World Cup. We've got it all on BetOnline. And, guys, it's college bowl season. Your boy doesn't really know too much about University of Alabama, Birmingham, or Name that directional Michigan team. I don't really know too much about them. All I like is the Power Five conferences. That's really all I watch. But guys, there's bowl season every day. Splash a little cash. Make some money while you're at work. Maybe you're at home on the ride home. Splash some cash and get the help from Bet Online. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts. And as I was saying, with Brandon Drury, Brandon Drury, ah, Brandon Drury, last night signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers on a two-year, seventeen million dollar deal, eight point five million dollars annually over the next two years for Brandon Drury. Guys, what are we doing? What are the Washington Nationals doing when you are giving J. Mayor Candelario a one-year $5 million deal to play that same utility type of third base, first base, DH kind of role for the way that we are spending? That's what we're spending on, a one-year $5 million deal for a batter who was not good last year. And in fact, not a great fielder. While we have Brandon Drury here, Someone who was an all-star recently. Someone who last year was part of that San Diego Padres squad who really balled out in the postseason. And again, you look at his 2022 season as a whole where, and actually, I will say he was not an all-star. 
I meant to say Silver Slugger there. So let me pull the carpet back real quick. But then again, what are we doing? How, and I saw this the other day from Ken Rosenthal, who was talking to an unnamed source amongst the front offices across the MLB. And he was talking about how the Pirates and the A's are in rebuilding mode. And he even mentioned that I don't know what the Nationals are doing. Because we keep on signing guys who aren't really, who don't really have the potential to help us down the line. And J. Mayor Candelario, this is not a him problem. This is not on him. This is on the front office and how we're addressing this offseason. We're opting in for guys like Candelario, and we're kind of just cheaping out and putting out statements saying, well, this guy led the league in doubles in 2021. Are you going to include what he did in 2022? The reason why the Padres DFA'd him, or not the Padres, the Tigers. While you have Brandon Drury, who's making 7.5 AAV, while this past year he's coming off in a crazy great year, batting 263 with an 813 OPS. How does this make sense in any way, shape, or form? What have the Nationals done to address their needs this offseason? And I know it's not as simple as, well, they're only paying Brandon Drury $2.5 million more than we are Candelario. I know. I'm not naive to that. But then also to sit here and say that we can't sign him, that we can't give him a $9 million deal, even if that's what it was would take, $9 million AAV, maybe two, three years, to sign someone who's 30 years old, plays third base, can play second base, and can even play the outfield. Someone who's been all over the yard, first base, DH, all these different possibilities. And we sit here today and we're asking ourselves, can J. Mayor Candelario bounce back and be a third baseman of a quality stature at some point? I don't want to be this negative Debbie Downer, but the point I'm trying to get at is that there is no point in any of these moves that the Nationals have made this offseason that even decides that, yeah, we're in a rebuild. Because we're signing guys who, quite frankly, like I, I I talked about going clearance shopping, going to Marshalls rather than Louis Vuitton. Well, the Nationals took that a little too serious, and they've gone to Goodwill instead, which is fine. I shop at Goodwill from time to time to get a little knickknack stuff. But we're a major league team worth and we have an ownership group that is worth 6.2 billion dollars and we are obviously cheaping out on this soft season and that alone is just not okay so thank you for making locked on nationals your first listen every day make sure to check out locked on sports today the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less plus instant reactions big game recaps and locked on's Take of the day. Locked on Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So as I was saying, to wrap up this point of view that I have with the Washington Nationals, I simply ask, what is the approach to this offseason? Two months ago, I would have thought the Nationals would have been spending a little bit more than last year to where we splashed some cash on Nelson Cruz, a 40-year-old who kind of was hitting the end of the road in his career. And how did that pay off? 
a mediocre season at best. And yes, this is all harsh. I understand it. But then again, it's frustrating. And everyone, I include myself in this. I say, well, look to the 2010s. We had our time. We had our window. We just couldn't seal the deal. And you're right. But then again, you sit at the top of the world in 2019. And you fall off the mountaintop in 2020 and beyond as we go into the 2023 season. And we're still here. Not. No. Refuse to believe that. I refuse. So now I'm going to be talking about some moves that we could potentially make this offseason as there are still some guys in the market and really what we can do. But I also want to talk about Carlos Correa switching teams to the last second and how the heck did that transpire. But before, I'm going to tell you about my friends from NHTSA. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell you you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI, paid for by NHTSA. And now, just to wrap up on the shocking news, Carlos Correa was going to be signing with the San Francisco Giants. The San Francisco Giants have had a rough offseason. And you could check out Locked On Giants today. I'm sure they'll have all the reaction in the world to this. Because John Heyman, oh, I don't know. I'm not going to say he broke the news. But he attempted to break the news that the San Francisco Giants were nearing a deal with Aaron Judge a few weeks back. Just for that report to be wrong. And then eventually, a few days later, he finalized his deal to be a New York Yankee over the next decade. That sucks. But hey, they're still on a Carlos Correa, right? Last week, they signed Carlos Correa. Let's fast forward a few days to yesterday, or two days ago, rather. Or actually, yesterday. What am I saying? They canceled at the last second Carlos Correa's press conference. And everyone was like, that's weird. And then we get reports that the deal has fallen through because of a physical checkup that he did not pass. And then around 2.30 last night, Eastern Standard Time, the New York Mets finalized a deal to land Carlos Correa. And guys, at least we're not the San Francisco Giants. Because if that was me, if that was us, if we were in that position, God forbid we're in that position at one point to start spending some money again, I would have lost it. <laughs> like, right, Just think about that. Think about what they are going through and what they have to talk about, even in sports radio, locked on Giants, whatever it may be. Everyone in that area, including the ownership, the GMs, the front office, everyone. 
every single person, the fans, think about it. This was the offseason for them. They reportedly had Aaron Judge, reportedly had Carlos Correa, and none of those came into fruition. That is rough. That is very much so Darren Ruff. But guys, now I want to fast forward to some more free agency news as there are some guys that we can still get. You know, it's not going to be anything crazy. But then again, we still need pitching help, pitching help, in my humbled opinion. There's nothing crazy out there. There's nothing really where we can even discuss to where we're going to be spending huge on guys. But then again, it's not like we can't do that either. Because there are pitchers out there that we could potentially sign. Guys like Nathan Eovaldi is still out there. Guys like Corey Kluber, Wade Miley, Rich Hill. It doesn't matter. The Washington Nationals need to be in on the starting pitching market just to add a couple more arms, maybe just one, a reliever, a corner outfielder, a left-handed bat for heaven's sake, because that's also what we really need. And so to wrap up today's show, I just like for the Nationals to address some of their needs as clearly it's pretty evident that we need some magic, some magic carpet ride to where the Nationals can start spending their money again. If it's not evident enough, we're sitting here with an Oakland A's type of budget. Yeah, that's the reality that we live in today. But thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen today. Now make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So thank you for tuning in today. As it's always much appreciated. I know this was a Debbie Downer episode, but I woke up to Carlos Correa signing with the New York bleeping Mets. That's not fun. And thank God I didn't record because this is what I truly care about. The MLB, you've got two big issues right now on their hands. One, you had owners at the top that are spending way too freely and have about a $200 million differential when it comes to payrolls just from the second highest paying team. That is an issue. Then you have the teams that don't spend their money. The Oakland A's, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Washington Nationals, the Tampa Bay Rays, all those teams, the Baltimore Orioles, all of them. You're not spending your money. And someone needs to fix that as well. Salary cap floor, salary cap ceiling. Thank you very much.